Hey mama, motherhood is hard, isn't it? That's why I'm so glad you're here to join the conversation. Welcome to the Mom Life Mindset Podcast. I'm Erin Trier, and here we're going to be talking about every aspect of wellness from the inside out. The goal is to keep mindset, mental health, and protecting our peace at the center of everything we do in our day-to-day lives. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of the Mom Life Mindset Podcast. As always, thank you so much for taking the time to tune in today. I kind of want to dive right in and talk a little bit about today's topic and share kind of what spurred this on and, um, you know, kind of dive in face first here because this is such an incredibly important topic and something that seems like it would be really brainless and easy to implement, but it's not necessarily something that we always prioritize when it comes to inside out health and wellness. So this week over on my social, I did share some ways to naturally balance hormones, right? Like what are things that we can be paying attention to in our day to day or even in our regimen week after week to really help our bodies just function as optimally as possible. So I talked about, you know, maximizing fruits and veggies, right? Really getting a variety of micronutrients, how that can actually really impact your gut health, your inside out wellness, and so much more, right? The gut is a main driver for how our hormones function overall, right? So a healthy gut equals happy, healthier hormone function. And so really working on things like micronutrients and diversifying what you're eating can inevitably help your hormones function properly. And again, it's kind of one of those natural ways to help your body, right? One of the other things I talked about was fixing your sleep. And this was the one that I wanted to dive into a little bit more today on the podcast, because I actually had one of the amazing and beautiful women that I work with ask me a little bit more about how do you actually fix your sleep? That's something that she's working on. And quite honestly, it's something that I know many people are working on, myself included. So I wanted to kind of dive into how do we fix our sleep? How do we protect our sleep? How do we really, you know, implement habits that are going to help ourselves maximize our sleep effort and essentially really help our bodies feel good? Here's what I know. And this is something that I've learned over time. And this is also something that I've learned through the functional medicine practitioners I've been connected to and just through continued research, as well as honestly growing a family. Like I've learned this through growing a family and I've learned this through my kids. There is nothing in the entire world, no supplement, no perfect nutrition regimen, no incredible specific exercise that can replace what sleep does for your body, truly. Sleep is the secret sauce to so much of how our body feels. And I see this in my day-to-day. I see this with my husband and I see this with my kids. And inevitably, I also see it with my clients because it's something that we talk about here and there related to just health and wellness and habits and really taking care of ourselves. Sleep really has to be number one when it comes to really evaluating the habits that you're implementing day to day and the healthy habits that you're protecting in your regimen. Sleep is the time when your body truly obviously gets to rest. It's when your body builds muscle. It's when your body repairs itself. It's when your body essentially heals from any kind of illnesses. It's when your brain can really truly shut down and start to, you know, 
feel at rest as well, right? Like it's just this time when your body really truly has the dedicated hours to rest and repair itself. And so I want to talk a little bit about what are some things you can really start to think about or ask yourself when it comes to fixing your sleep. If you're anyone, anything like me, I am someone who really enjoys unwinding at night, right? Like I lead very busy days with a lot of, a lot happening with our family and our kids. And by the time I get to the evening hours and everybody's asleep, sometimes I can get caught in like having me time, but like zoning out me time, right? So like I can plug into my phone a little bit. I can plug into shows. My husband and I like, you know, watching different shows and stuff like that and connecting in that way in the evening hours. But if I'm not careful, like all of a sudden I'm zoning out for like hours and hours at night and I'm not necessarily paying attention to how that activity or how, or how that behavior can affect my sleep. Now for me, Fortunately, I have always been able to fall asleep pretty quickly. However, my big hurdle has been, especially as I've grown into motherhood, getting woken up by a kid who needs something in the middle of the night or waking up just because I don't always have the most soundless sleep, right? And um, not being able to go back to sleep because the second I wake up or the second somebody wakes me up, my brain turns on. Right. And I have to essentially figure out how do I get out of the thought patterns and the anxiety of potential things coming up the next day or just random stuff I didn't get to the day before, um, daydreaming about so many things. Right. So my brain turns on. And when my brain turns on again, it gets harder to fall back asleep. So that is something that I am trying to figure out and work on personally in my own regimen is like, fine, I can fall asleep easily. But if I'm waking up in the middle of the night, First of all, why is that? What's causing that? Is there something that I can be doing to change that? And number two, how can I essentially put myself back to sleep as efficiently as possible? And that has been a hurdle for me. You know, through my hormone health journey, I've been learning a little bit about how, you know, elevated cortisol levels or cortisol that's not, you know, ebbing and flowing the way it naturally should or way, the way it optimally should, I should say, throughout your day and even throughout the evening, that can cause nighttime wakings, right? a difference in cortisol or elevated cortisol levels. And so that is something that I also have uncovered through testing, doing the Dutch test, talking to my practitioner, and really just paying attention to my habits. And so I have to really, really think about what am I doing in my evenings to help me protect my sleep? And what can I continue to do to fix my sleep? Because while I know I need this like unplugged kind of zoning out time, I do have to do it in a more strategic way so I can really set myself up for a good night's sleep. So here are some things that I kind of want to throw your way to ask yourself if you're feeling like you need to protect your sleep, you need to fix your sleep, your sleep is not that great right now, you don't feel super rested, you don't feel like you're actually getting the quality sleep that you need. Here are some things to ask yourself, right? Here are five different questions to think about. The first one is caffeine. If you are someone who drinks caffeine, maybe you utilize it in the morning, maybe you utilize it in the, in the afternoon as a pick-me-up, something like that, ask yourself, how late in the day are you actually consuming caffeine, right? Because if you consume caffeine later in the day, typically past like 2 p.m., 3 p.m., something like that, or into the early evening hours, it essentially could absolutely affect how you're able to fall asleep and when. So asking yourself about caffeine, paying attention to your caffeine habits, and thinking about when is the latest in the day that you typically consume caffeine. 
that's the first one. The second one is thinking a little bit more about mealtime, right? How close to bedtime are you eating? Are you giving your body time to like essentially have dinner and then rest like a full hour or two at least before you start to wind down and go to bed? For me personally, I try to aim for at least two to three plus hours before like from the end of my mealtime till bedtime. And this is essentially just, again, to get my body into rest mode rather than digesting and kind of, you know, feeling any kind of um, energy boost from whatever I'm eating for dinner, stuff like that. So that is another thing to really evaluate. When are you having your last meal and when does that typically, you know, correlate with when you're trying to go to bed? Are you someone who has an evening snack? Are you someone who snacks all the way up until the time you go to bed? That can inevitably make it harder for your body to just settle down and get into resting mode because you're essentially having food, again, which can give you some sort of energizing boost depending on what it is, and then your body is focused on digesting versus actually just resting and getting into that sleep mode. So something to really think about too, mealtime. The third big thing is thinking a little bit more about, you know, what are you doing to actually reduce stress, right? Are you meditating? Are you turning screens off, right? Are you diving into a book? Are you actually going for a walk outside or something after dinner, right? Before you actually get ready to get into your bedtime mode. That is a big one. Stress and anxiety is huge. And so really thinking about what are you doing in your night in your nighttime routine to help yourself just get into that calm state. Things like meditation, things like turning off your screens at least an hour before bed, things like going for a walk outside after dinner is not only awesome for like glucose spikes, right? And really kind of keeping your insulin in a place that is more stable rather than feeling like a huge spike after a meal going for a walk after a meal is huge but it also like gets that you know dose of fresh air and it also allows your body to just kind of get into this place of feeling like i'm going to you know have my meal time get outside for some fresh air and a little bit of movement and then i'm going to come back in and kind of settle into my evening routine right so reducing stress is another big one that kind of brings me to the fourth point, which is an evening routine, right? What is your wind down routine? And admittedly, this is by far the hardest thing that I have a problem with, right? Like I try to go to bed around the same time every night. Sometimes I'm really good. Sometimes I'm all over the place, right? Sometimes I'm going to bed really early. Sometimes all of a sudden I've been like messing around and just getting into my zone out mode and just checking things off my list and doing stuff in the like quiet of my house. And all of a sudden it's 1130 and it's way past when I typically go to bed. Right. So getting into some consistent wind down evening routine is huge because it sets your body in this natural rhythm of here's when I do this. Here's when I do that. Here's when I start to get ready for bed and here's when I actually go to sleep, right? So if you can get your body into kind of that natural rhythm and it can really make a difference with quality sleep. And I've been experiencing this in my own life, something that I'm absolutely working on um, because I know how much it matters. I also know how hard it can be, right? It's, it's hard, especially as a mom. Like I just have nights where I just want to do nothing except zone out into my own thing which typically most often is like a comedy or some sort of show that I love. And, you know, I do love to read certain things, right? Reading has always been something that I have to make sure I'm really finding a book 
that I love that I really, that really speaks to me. But when I do find those books, I love them and I do enjoy reading, but it's not my default. If I'm honest, it's not my default. So I have had to really figure out how can I continue to implement a wind down routine in the evenings that isn't necessarily centered around a show or a screen, totally a work in progress, but something to think about because again, going to bed at a consistent time and having a predictability to your routine and your regimen, again, can promote quality sleep, right? Great quality sleep. The fifth point is kind of more around supplementation, right? There are lots of supplements that you can essentially take to help your body get into that calm state, right? Like kind of reduce anxiety, reduce the overwhelm that you may have felt from the day and kind of help your body just calm down into that sleep and restful state, right? So magnesium and L-theanine are two of the big supplements that I have done a lot of research on and that I also utilize, right? I actually also use magnesium and L-theanine for our kids. My two oldest kids right now take that. Um, And again, it just kind of puts you into this calming state. It really promotes great sleep and um, can kind of induce this calm energy. um, And it also just helps promote great rest. Okay. So those are the five big things and five big questions to kind of ask yourself, right? Kind of think about, you know, what's happening with my caffeine throughout the day? When am I having my last meal? What am I doing to reduce stress? You know, what does my wind down routine actually look like in the evenings? And am I taking any kind of supplementation to help my body? Those are the five big things that I would recommend kind of thinking about and digesting and unpacking in your day to day. Because again, as you look at each of these questions and you kind of think about what are my actions like related to these things and what can I essentially slowly start to change or get better at, it will inevitably slowly help you figure out how can I get into a better sleep routine and a better sleep pattern. You know, another thing that's huge for sleep are trackables, right? Wearable devices. And I actually do not have any of these, but I know so many people swear by the whoop and the aura ring. My practitioner has actually suggested that I get the aura ring, but I just haven't done it yet. Quite honestly, I'm trying to decide between the aura ring and the whoop because the whoop is a bracelet and the aura ring obviously is a ring that you wear around your finger. For me, I don't know what it is. I don't know why this is, but sleeping at night with anything around my fingers is super uncomfortable for me. Um, it's actually on, on all of my body. Like I feel like sometimes I swell a little bit when I'm asleep. I don't know if that's because I'm sleeping and resting and I'm not hydrating and my body gets a little bit dehydrated, you know, something that I don't really know what it is, but especially postpartum, I've kind of struggled with having anything on my skin because again, I kind of swell and it's just uncomfortable. So I don't know if an aura ring would be something that I would love having to wear all the time, especially overnight. So between the whoop and the aura ring, something that I'm always thinking about because they are such great devices for tracking quality sleep, for tracking resting, for tracking resting heart rate, um, for, um, tracking things like how, like, what is the quality of your sleep, right? Like how often or how many hours or how many minutes you're in REM sleep and how rested your body truly is, right? So those kinds of devices can be a great thing to think about investing in or asking for, for a a birthday or for Christmas or something like that. If it's something that you feel like you may need or something that you feel like would help you really gauge what's actually going on with your sleep. Are you really getting the rest that you need? Is your body getting into that restful, restful state in order to feel rejuvenated the next day and to feel really, really good? Um, As I kind of mentioned, we have learned this 
with our kids too, right? Like when they are not getting quality sleep, when they're not getting enough sleep, it shows, right? The behavior is not the same. The mood is not the same. The energy is not the same. The like kindness is not the same, right? They're snippy and they're short and they're just irritable, exactly like I am, right? Like the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. So it's no wonder that like if our kids are feeling that kind of effect from a lack of sleep or a lack of quality sleep, like we're clearly going to feel some level of the same, right? We're all the same in some capacity. And sleep is truly the time when our bodies, again, can rest and recover and repair and heal and so much more. And so sleep is so important for not only just feeling good from the inside out health-wise, but also for things like mood and so much more. So I'm hoping that this episode gives you a little bit of a glimpse into some things you can think about related to sleep. Um, as I always share here, guys, like I am a huge advocate for mental health and inside out wellness. Sleep is a huge piece to the wellness puzzle, right? Physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, all the things related to wellness, like sleep is a massive piece to so many of those areas of how we take care of ourselves. And so if you're feeling like you're run down in your day, your mood is not stable, um, even things like intense cravings, um, difficulty managing weight, um, you know, lack of focus, lack of clarity. If you feel that way mentally and emotionally, like it could absolutely be affected by how your sleep is going and what kind of quality sleep you're getting or not getting. And so again, if you're feeling like that in your days, think about your sleep. Are you getting good sleep? And if you're not, what slow things can you slowly start to change in order to help yourself get into that really restful state? So as always, thank you guys so much for taking the time to tune in. I am so incredibly grateful for your support, for your encouragement, for being here to kind of talk about so much related to health and wellness from the inside out for us as women and moms. Um, it is such a blessing to do this work and to share my message and to talk a little bit about so many different things related to just health and how do we really take care of ourselves from the inside out. So if you could do me a favor, leave a review, um, pass this and share this with your network, someone that you feel like could benefit from this message who can maybe, um, you know, take some key takeaways and apply it to their life when it comes to taking care of themselves and their health. I am so incredibly grateful for you. I hope this message served you today and never forget my friend that your peace of mind matters. I'll see you in the next one.